Well, hello, I'm Dr. Shante Hintz, and this is Heart to Heart Truth Ministries. It truly is my pleasure to bring you an encouraging word. And as we're in this series, I am just asking that God will continue to speak to us and change us and transform us into the people that he wants. So let's jump in and bow. Most gracious and heavenly Father, God, we do thank you. We bless you. We honor you for yet another opportunity. Lord, we ask that you rest, rule, and reign in our hearts and in our minds. No matter what we do, Lord, we want to do it as unto you and not to man. So teach us today, Lord, as we continue to build, that we would then focus appropriately on where we need to go. Thank you, Father, for speaking to our hearts and into our minds. Speak into our situations and change them. We need to be healed. We want to be whole. We desire your presence today. It's in Jesus' name that we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, we are in the series, I'm Building Something, and this is part six today. And part six is going to simply be from Nehemiah chapter number five. We're going to read the entire chapter. But the title today is People-Focused and Personal. People-Focused and Personal. Let's go to the word. It says, there was a widespread outcry from the people and their wives against their Jewish countrymen. Some were saying, we, our sons and our daughters, are numerous. Let us get grain so that we can eat and live. Others were saying, we are mortgaging our fields, vineyards, and homes to get grain during the famine. Still others were saying, we have borrowed money to pay the king's tax on our fields and vineyards. We and our children are just like our countrymen and their children, yet we are subject, subjecting our sons and daughters to slavery. Some of our daughters are already enslaved, but we are powerless because our fields and vineyards belong to others. I became extremely angry, this is Nehemiah, when I heard their outcry and their complaints. After seriously considering the matter, I accused the nobles and the officials saying to them, each of you is charging his countrymen interest. So I called a large assembly against them and said, we have done our best to buy back our Jewish countrymen who were sold to foreigners. But now you sell your own countrymen and we have to buy them back. They remained silent and could not say a word. Then I said, what you are doing isn't right. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our God and not invite the reproach of our foreign enemies? Even I, as well as my brothers and my servants, have been lending them money and grain. Please let us stop charging this interest. Return their fields, vineyards, olive groves, and houses to them immediately, along with the percentage of the money, grain, new wine, and olive oil that you have been assessing them. They responded, we will return these things and require nothing more from them. We will do as you said. So I summoned the priests and made everyone take an oath to do this. I also shook the folds of my robe and said, may God likewise shake from his house and property everyone who doesn't keep this promise. May he be shaken out and have nothing. The whole assembly said, amen. And they praised the Lord. Then the people did as they had promised. Furthermore, from the day King Artaxerxes appointed me to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the 20th year until the 32nd year, 12 years, I and my associates never ate from the food allotted to the governor. The governors who preceded me had heavily burdened the people taking food and wine from them, as well as a pound of silver. 
Their subordinates also oppressed the people, but I didn't do this because of the fear of God. Instead, I devoted myself to the construction of the wall and all my subordinates were gathered there for the work. We didn't buy any land. There were 150 Jews and officials as well as guests from the surrounding nations at my table. Each day, one ox, six choice sheep, and some fowl were prepared for me. An abundance of all kinds of wine was provided every 10 days, but I didn't demand the food allotted to the governor because the burden on the people was so heavy. Remember me favorably, my God, for all that I have done for this people. Wow. I'm building this year and I'm building something and many of you are building something. Some are building businesses, some are building homes, some are building marriages, some are building relationships or even rebuilding relationships. And the thing about it is that we know that we have to prepare for that. But what was happening at this particular time is that Nehemiah is now recognizing the fact that the people were burdened. There was an economic challenge that was going on. And we see a lot of that today. You've got fraud every time you turn around. You've got taxes that continue to go up. You've got people who are without. You've got others who are borrowing payday advance, paycheck to paycheck. They're paying exorbitant fees because they don't know, in many instances, I'm going to say today, that that is putting them in a bigger bind than they were in before. When I say slavery is alive and well in America, it is alive and well. So many are in debt that they can't see their way out and they don't know what to do. Well, this message isn't about the debt. And yes, we definitely need to get out of the debt. I am a big proponent. That's one of my missions is to make sure that we as believers are living the abundant life that Jesus died for us to have. But today I want to focus on the fact that Nehemiah saw the people. If you're going to build something, if you're going to be the right leader, if you're going to get to where you need to go and do the things that God has called you to, to then complete the assignment he has on this earth for you, you're going to need to see the people. You're going to need to pay attention to what they're going through and what they're dealing with and really see and understand and feel and have compassion for them. Yes, there were economic challenges. Food was scarce. Taxes were heavy and high. And in the Gentiles, the others on the outside were charging the countrymen. They had just gotten, the Jews had just gotten out of some slavery because they bought them back. But even in that, they were taxing them by adding extra interest and burdens upon them. And Nehemiah said, we're doing the same thing that they have done to us. How are we treating others? How are you treating other people. See, the Bible says that we need to focus on those that will serve. Unfortunately, too many times we have leaders that are in positions that are abusing or misusing the flock. Those that are coming are coming out of a heart of joy and a heart of wanting to help and serve, and they're not treated appropriately. We can't do that. We need to make sure that we're treating people like people. We treat them the way that God would treat them. They are still formed from his image. They are the ones that he so desires to have a relationship with. The Bible says that when you lend to the poor 
or when you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord and he says he will repay. That's Proverbs, the 19th chapter and the 17th verse. How we treat people affects everything. I'm going to say that one again. How we treat people affects everything. It affects our leadership. It affects our influence. It affects whether or not they get it done. It affects the vision. It affects the goals. It affects the results. It affects the outcomes. It affects everything. And if you are a business owner, you have to pay attention to customer service. How you treat people is going to determine whether or not they give you a bad review or whether or not they send you a referral. Which would you rather have? See, Nehemiah, the Bible is so practical. Nehemiah says we have to be people focused. It's not always about making money. It's not always about being greedy. It's about doing what God has called you to do. And no, I'm not giving carte blanche to freeloaders. I'm not giving carte blanche to those who are fraudulently doing things because they're in need. Some aren't even in need. They just want, they're just greedy. Let's just be real about it. However, we ought to pay what something is worth. When we have skin in the game or we are invested, we're going to show up. We're going to do our best. We're going to pay attention. We're going to see the value in it. So I'm not telling you business owners not to charge. I'm not saying as a Christian, we are not doormats. We should not be walked over. We should not be silenced. We should open our mouths. We should be able to say what thus saith the Lord. And you should be able to charge. You should charge, but we should not always be looking for a discount and a handout. That's not what Nehemiah was saying. He was like, treat the people well because they're overburdened. Let's stop overburdening them. Let's not jack up our prices because we didn't make any money in the last two years. Let's do what's right by the people. Not only did he say that, but then he turned around and he said, it's about me personally. I was participating in the same thing and I am committing to this. And I'm asking every single leader to commit to doing the same thing. Let's treat people right. Let's not be a reproach with the rest of the people. Jesus said, they will know you are my disciples by your love, by the way you treat others. Yes, on the outside, because he told us to turn the other cheek, but how are we treating those in our own homes? How are we treating our fellow brothers and sisters? Jesus had compassion on the people. In Matthew, the 15th chapter, as they were sitting around listening to him talk and Sermon on the Mount, and he goes into feeding the 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread. And he asked the disciples, well, what are we going to do? They're hungry now. He goes, well, we don't have enough money. He goes, no, you sit them down. They have been here. I'm going to take care of the people. You can be reminded also of Genesis, the 15th chapter, the first verse, and it says, Jesus says, or God says to us, I am your exceeding great reward. I am your recompense. I am your payment. I am your salary, in other words. So we know that God is going to take care of us. In Isaiah, the third chapter and the 14th verse, he the opposite is truth too. He says, it is you who have ruined my vineyard. The plunder then from the poor is going to be in your house. God's thought process, if you do for me, I'll make sure I do for you. In 2 Kings, the 10th chapter in the 30th verse, he said, if you accomplish, you've accomplished what was right in my sight, in my eyes, I'm going to make sure that your descendants 
from generation on generation are going to be taken care of. Jeremiah reminds us when we look at it from a personal standpoint in the 18th chapter, he says, come to the potter's house. You remember that passage. He said, and I'm going to show you the potter is going to work on the wheel. He's going to mold you and he's going to make you. Yes, you might have been marred even in the potter's hand, but he made you again. He goes, can I not do with you what I can do with this clay? There's a personal nature that we have to show up with as leaders, all of us, every individual, but we have to be cognizant of what others are going through. If you can help, help. If you can't find a couple others that can, don't just say, I'm going to just go pray about it. No, we want to make sure that we're doing what God has called us to do. That just might be your assignment. But at the same time, you take a personal appeal. Lord, make me over. Lord, do it again on my behalf. What am I not doing right? Job returned, everything was returned to him after he prayed for his friends. The final thing that I want to bring to your attention are actually a couple. In Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter in the ninth verse, the Bible says, then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. Oh, wouldn't that be great that God says that you're going to bring joy, renown, you're going to bring praise. Everybody's going to hear of your testimony. And then he says, and they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. Hmm. He says it for us in the gospels. Let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify me in heaven. That's what we want. Servants, obey your masters in the Lord, Colossians chapter number three. And masters, you also have to be cognizant of how you treat those that are working for you because ultimately you have a master in heaven. So as we continue to build today, my encouragement for you is Jesus was compassionate on the people we need to be compassionate for the people as well. Our focus in everything that we do should be on what others are doing, looking at them. It's all about our service. Our assignment is about serving. So if we serve well, whatever you do, you do it with all of your heart as unto the Lord and not to men, knowing that the Lord is going to reward you for what you do. Let's pray. Most gracious God, help us, O oh Lord, to focus on and to see what others are dealing with. Give us more compassion today. You are a compassionate God. You are a comforting God. You are a keeping God. You are a right now, ever close God. You are the one that draws closer to us when we are in our dark seasons. You are the one, Lord, that sits high and looks low. You are a good, good father. There is nothing about you that would not pay attention to us. You are so attentive to our cry and our call. God, you see us afar off and you come running. You have already been a standby. You have been our guardian, our guide, and our stay. You have been our defender and our deliverer. You have been our 
champion in every sense of the word. Lord, we come before you now, recognizing that you have anointed us, you have appointed us for a specific time as this. Lord, the assignment that you have given to each and every one, even under the sound of my voice, God, I'm asking that you blow a fresh wind through so that we might carry out that assignment. But help us, Father, to not get so caught up in the assignment that we don't see the people. We want to build something that is going to be pleasing in your eyes. We want you to be pleased with our praise, our worship, and our doing. Everything that we do, God, we are living for this audience of one. Help us to be compassionate, to see what's in front of us. Help us not turn a blind eye, but lend a helping hand. Help us, Father, to do what you have already done, what Jesus has already taught. Help us to be compassionate and not judgmental. Help us to reach out and help somebody. And then as leaders, Lord, as ones assigned, I'm asking, Father, we're asking, Lord, that as we turn the microscope on ourselves, we ask for forgiveness for anything that we have done and we specifically call out those things. If we have not treated people right, Lord, forgive us, but help us to make restitution. Help us to change it from this point forward, knowing, Lord, that we can catch more with honey than we can with vinegar. You told us, Lord, how to treat others. You challenged us in that. Help us, lead us, push us to be better day in and day out. More compassion is what we're asking for. As we build, we want to build on the solid rock. As we build, we want to build with others willing to work with us. We're going to thank you in advance. We're going to bless you always. In Jesus' name, we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, God bless each and every one of you. Um, yeah, the assignment, the assignment, do that. One of my assignments is to get the message out to as many people as possible. God's word is good. It is also good. Share this message with someone and do me a favor. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel so that you will hear more about what's to come. It has truly been my pleasure. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, helping you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. Have a fantastic rest of your week. You can find us online at h, the number two, htruth.org. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto the Lord.